This is Defender Radio. Defender Radio is brought to you by the Association for the Protection of Fur-Bearing Animals. It's Thursday, June 9th, 2016, and this is Michael Howie welcoming you to episode 324 of Defender Radio. When the words animal sentience and Alberta popped up in the fur bears news feeds, we had an office full of cartoonish double takes. It was revealed last week that the NDP government in the bluest province of the nation is looking to improve their animal welfare standards. And among the possible changes, there are indications that they may incorporate laws that recognize non-human animals as sentient beings. This is a move that Quebec made last year and other governments around the world have considered or implemented. But Alberta is also the largest livestock producer in the country, and is home to one of the largest annual rodeos in the world. They're recognized as Canada's Old West oil-centric conservative stronghold. What could animal sentience in Alberta possibly look like? To find out, Defender Radio connected with Animal Justice Executive Director and legal expert Camille Labchuk. So we, we've all seen the news that uh, the NDP is looking at uh, uh, various forms of animal protection laws. Uh, I think they're looking to Quebec sort of as their example. And there's talk of animals being recognized as sentient beings in Alberta. And uh, I guess this means that Alberta is going vegan, right? <laughs> well, you know, it doesn't mean everyone's going vegan. But what it does mean is that everyone is starting to recognize that we need to do way better for animals. We need a legal system that recognizes that they're sentient. They can feel pain. Uh, they can suffer. And they can also feel pleasure and express joy, just like human beings do. So what we've seen now in Quebec is a really strong move supported by almost everybody towards treating animals as sentient beings instead of mere property. And I'm not surprised at all that Alberta is following suit. And I expect that before too long, every other province will as well. We've already seen entire countries go in this direction, such as New Zealand. Um, and it really is momentum that can't be stopped at this point. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here in a few ways, because when I saw the word Alberta and animal sentience in the same sentence i just you know i laughed i'll be honest i thought this is the beaverton i'm reading right now um <laughs> because of all of the jurisdictions in canada and for our american listeners uh, alberta is the equivalent of montana i'd say just it is the um it is the largest part uh, area for cattle livestock in the country um i'm not sure about dairy but uh, it's got a lot of dairy i know and i don't know if it's more or less than anywhere else but it's also home to one of the largest rodeos in the world the calgary stampede uh, it, it's not the place you'd expect this kind of conversation to happen. Um, so the term sentience, I think this is what gets us excited and what maybe confuses us, and it certainly confuses me regularly. How does the law look at that term? And, and I guess that's really sort of the, the crux of this issue is what what is sentience in the eyes of the law? Well, it is important to keep in mind that this isn't a fundamental, fundamental radical shift in our legal system. It's certainly not going to end all animal use tomorrow. And practically speaking, it likely won't change anything immediately for any one individual animal. It's more of a symbolic recognition than a, a formal uh, legal one that has a substantive impact. But that said, it's a very important symbolic recognition. Um, you know, actually enshrining the word sentience in the law does have significance and judges will look at that 
down the road and see, okay, the legislature at this point in time decided to make this move. They must be signaling that as a society, we have to treat animals better. And we're um, interested in raising the importance of those issues to a higher level in our society. So it's symbolic, but it's an important symbolic change. Then I, I, I would then have to ask, and again, devil's advocate, why not just say that animals are sentient beings and therefore can't be used? Like, to, it, why are we doing the symbolic gesture rather than trying to make more meaningful, immediate change? Well, this is all part of a broader campaign, I think, to enshrine meaningful rights for animals into the law. This is an issue that doesn't have much to do with giving them rights in the short term, but the law moves incrementally. It moves very slowly, and it moves in response to society's attitudes. Society leads the law. The law doesn't lead society. So we're at the point now where almost everybody understands that animals can suffer, they can feel pain, um, that they deserve to be treated better than we treat them. And this is a symbolic way of enshrining that in the law. Uh, we're also seeing more substantive changes on the way. There's a push right now in federal parliament to amend the criminal code to fix a lot of loopholes that are currently in there that let animal abusers escape prosecution. And those provisions, those animal cruelty sections, haven't been meaningfully updated in decades. And they were first written in the 1800s. So there's a push on in Parliament through a private member's bill, Bill C-246. I know you've spoken about it before on this show, and everyone's very excited about it. It also bans shark fin products, and it bans cat and dog fur. And it's a push to start moving our laws into the 21st century. Now, like the sentience issue, C-246 is not going to revolutionize the world for animals, but it will bring us closer to where society's attitudes already are. And that's the way the law works. Um, and... I think something that should be addressed is is for those who who are in animal agriculture uh, or, or in one of the legal animal use industries, they see something like this and immediately feel threatened. And that's what we've seen with C246. It's what we've seen with a lot of other, whether it's large or small, symbolic or actual legislation. Um, you know, how do we sort of say this is not going to impact what you do on a day-to-day -day basis unless you're a really, really terrible human being. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very important point. And we've seen people involved in animal use industries just invent fantastical, preposterous claims. Not a single lawyer in the country would tell you that C246 or a move to recognize animal sentience will end animal use or will in any way infringe animal use. It's about targeting abuse, sadistic, sickening cruelty that we all condemn and for those industries and those individuals to spin it as something that would target animal use that we accept and legitimize as a society is just completely misleading and it's very disappointing um, but as you point out they don't want animals to gain any legal foothold because they fear that one day everyone will go vegan um, so you know even if these measures won't change anything for their industries, they will fight us every step of the way. And that's why it's so important that as individuals, we let our MPs, our MLAs, our representatives know that we care about animals and we know it's time to move our laws into the 21st century and catch them up to society. Because if our legislators don't hear from us, they'll only hear from the animal use industries who try to block progress for animals. And we're seeing this in Alberta. Um... And again, when we look at Alberta, and I mean, you know, you, you're from the East Coast, I'm from Ontario, uh, a lot of our listeners are out West, we all have our stereotypical and amusing views of Alberta, 
uh, just as they have their stereotypical and amusing views of us. But what does it say to you that of all the provinces and territories, it's Alberta that's following Quebec in putting this forward and not, you know, British Columbia or, or uh, Ontario or Nova Scotia uh, or even Saskatchewan, you know, the, the birthplace of socialism in Canada. Uh, but Alberta, the, the diehard blue state or state <laughs> province, <laughs> I've been watching too much of the U.S. election. Uh, what, what, what does that mean to you that it's Alberta focusing on this issue? Well, what it means is that this is an issue that everybody cares about across this country. People in every single province care very deeply about animals. We know this because anytime an animal issue, an animal law comes before parliament, comes before a legislator, MPs and MLAs, they tell us that they never receive anything like the volume of correspondence that they do about these animal issues. People truly do care. Everyone gets that we need to do better for animals. And that includes Alberta. That includes provinces from coast to coast. And little known fact, I was actually born in Alberta and my family still lives there. And I can attest that <laughs> everyone, everyone I know cares about uh, animals in Alberta. I thought you were from out east. I, I grew up out east, but I was born in Alberta and lived there until I was four. You know, this is kind of like uh, uh, how Obama may have been born overseas, but is still in America. <laughs> like, this is just blowing my mind. It changes everything. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to say to you anymore, Camille. It changes everything for me. My whole world <laughs> Well, view. all we can say is that Canadians are compassionate from coast to coast. We really do care. We get that our laws are failing animals. We get that society cares more about animals than our laws do, and they just have to catch up. Well, and, and I guess you, you sort of touched on this in terms of talking to your MP and your MLA, but this is something that we saw with C246, and we, you know, we've done letters, we, we've done, written blogs, we've done webinars helping people speak to their, their MPs, their M, uh, in that case MPs, in this case it would be MPP or MLA. Uh, what, what are the things that people need to keep in mind when they are communicating? And saying this is something I believe in. What? How should they go about doing that to make it uh, as as most impactful as possible? Well, the absolute best thing anybody can do is set up a meeting with your MP or MLA about whatever issue you want to ask for their support on. Go prepared to the meeting. Know your facts. Consult with um, groups like the Fur Bearers or Animal Justice or many of the other fantastic groups that are working on these campaigns, and they can help you by providing resources providing common answers to talking points that politicians might give you and, um, you know, helping you refute that and push them in the right direction. So the best thing you can do is set up a meeting. The second best thing you can do is set up a phone call or at least just phone their offices and tell their staff that you care about these issues. Their staff monitor uh, calls that they get from constituents because they want to get the pulse of the public. They want to know what their uh, constituents are thinking and what they care about so they can vote in the right way. So a call makes a huge difference. Those calls are tracked. Uh, they will know that you called. And then, of course, you can also send them an email. And I encourage everyone to do all three if you can. The more contact they get on these issues, the better. To learn more about the work being done by Animal Justice or to get in touch with Camille, visit animaljustice.ca. Thanks for tuning in to this midweek episode, and stay tuned for more episodes coming out next week. For Defender Radio, this is Michael Howie reminding you to stay informed and stay strong. <laughs>